0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day.
1: All right, let's get rock and roll. And welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset.
0: How you doing, Nick? I'm good, Bob. Just uh, finished a long classes. Had a uh, class on Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. And it was good to do. Um, But just, you know. Having a little bit of a normal mental fatigue after that stuff.
1: How about you? Yeah, it's good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I got you. All right, let me move. Let me just move to more of a place where I can get some signal. Uh, but I've been good. This is uh this is an interesting week because the company I'm at is currently getting merged with another company.
0: Oh wow, that's a big transition.
1: Yeah. Um, so. That was mainly today, so we were kind of trained on our new e m r system um so there there goes my accountability for last week on the, <laughs> <laughs> working on that documentation portion um, well,
0: now you you've got the company that's buying you, and then you'll be all good
1: exactly yeah that, that's the uh, yeah i I'll, I'll do my documentation there so and I'm learning the the whole new system so it's it's been a change for for that so
0: yeah it's exciting. It's, but, well um, just kind of curiosity who bought you guys though.
1: So uh, it was Ivy Rehab. Okay. Do you know the Ivy Rehab company?
0: Not really, no.
1: They're they're big in, like, Long Island, Chicago, and New Jersey area. Okay. Um, So they got this this company uh, that I'm at currently. So, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Never been through or experienced the merger before. Um, So I got to experience that. And, yeah, it was an interesting experience for sure.
0: Nice, man. I I know that I certainly haven't had that either.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your course, Nick. Like, what was uh, the course this weekend?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was about lower extremity, lower quarter bar mechanics, a little bit like hip, pelvis, and spine stuff, too. Um, But it's really in detail that kind of some low-level stuff for patients. Uh, Talking about all this, like, ankle, foot, knee, and the whole kinetic chain for lower extremity working your way up through rehab and functional performance or different levels of athletes and different considerations. Um, so nothing incredible um, overwhelming, but it was just nice kind of tying it on the basic individual concepts and building it back up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I,
1: I had my last B um, course on Friday of this week. Um, and maybe we can c- compare and contrast a little bit. <laughs> about uh, our different courses, because yours wasn't a con ed course, yours was just part of the residency. Mine was more of a con-ed course, or I'm sorry, yes, that's sir. a fellowship.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I, actually, you're not a, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head on that one, Bob. This was one that was actually combined for residents and fellows, so they're probably during this year of fellowships. I have about uh, two, maybe three courses that people look for as a resident that they have this working on, um, in the case of fellows that are from um, different programs that I've anything from the past. So this was one that I actually took before last year as well.
1: Cool. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Um like the the voice is very crackling. Gotcha. Do you have the good signal where you're at?
0: I think I do because
1: 'Cause 'cause I'm at a different place than I usually am. I'm, I'm at my um I'm at the clinic right now.
0: Um, oh that's where okay. I'm at. So that's, Um, I've, um I, I've been here before, we've done this before. Yeah.
1: All right. Let me move closer to the window. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe it'll be better. But as you can see, right now it's just all improvised. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I was calling For, you today. bring back the memories.
1: Yeah, bring back memories. Yeah, I was calling you today. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, what are we going to talk about today?
0: <laughs>
1: and I still, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll come up with something. Nick, do you, do you have anything you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I, I'm curious for you, though, as you're going through this transition with the jobs and everything and, um, you know, doing the residency at the same time. I'm curious for you, because I definitely have kind of had a lot of thoughts back and forth about about what's the optimal balance for you? You know, some people are in these residency programs, and that's the only thing they're doing, right? And rightly so, because they keep them very busy. But that's like their one main focus. How's it been for you? You no, know, very much not splitting your time working this other job in addition to it. I'm, I'm just curious to hear more from your perspective. Is it draining? Does it give you more energy?
1: No, I mean, definitely. Um, I guess one of the biggest aspects of, of working because I'm just going to take a few steps back. The current see that I'm in, it's a distant learning residency, so there's really not much of a clinical component where I can do much, minus the one-on-one hours. Um, but when I get to come into the clinic, I get to really apply. I think really starting out part-time and then going into full-time for, for me to really digest what I needed to, to digest and then apply it, um, uh, made treating so much more fun and, and so much more engaging. Now definitely that there are some patients that, uh, takes less clinical decision-making, um, like the like post-op case or, or something like that. Um, but it really allows me to, to have fun in uh, PT. Like, it allows me to, to know what I'm doing specifically. And on time management, because I know you're working also a part-time job, but you also have another part-time job with Kaiser plus be going on. So, I mean, I think you're doing a lot. I mean, we could both share our perspectives here, but, no, I, I enjoy it. I, I like the traveling back and forth. I like the times where – um, I get to shift my mindset, so it's all learning. And then once I learn it, I go in the clinic um, and apply it. Yeah, one, one thing I found really uh, interesting, and, and I think I don't know if you do this as well, Nick. Um, so some of the lectures and some of the talks, and this this is probably illegal. Uh, what I'm about to say, but <laughs> so some of the some of the talks are um, some of the courses that that are. On the website or, or part of the course, I, I download them or I record them, and then I, I fast forward them on my computer, and then I download them on my phone, and every day as I'm going on the train, because my train ride is like 45 minutes, I just listen to them over and over and over again. Um, I probably listen to this one segment at least seven or eight times, <clears throat> just going through over and over, Um, because it's just, yeah, it's just so so important for the repetition. Like you yeah, know, do you there's know
0: that- something to be said for that too. Like you know, just going through it repeatedly and everything, and having the time. Just you know, like you said, that between times, downtime to get to understand i I definitely have videos and stuff that I look back and forth upon and be able the reference again and just other in different times. That's been really good for me to do for my learning as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, there's
1: a quote of it's by Zig Ziglar. So I don't know if you know him, but but this quote is. um, Repetition is the mother of learning and the father of action. So, just,
0: just Ooh, uh, I've heard it for the mother of learning. I've not heard the father of action
1: before. So yeah, the I'm father gonna, of I action. Like um, there's a third part, but I forgot about that. I forgot about the
0: third part. So. <laughs> <The> Maybe <mother laughs> for another episode. The, the, the I'm sorry. Well, they have the mother and the father. Like there's probably some random like strange love child in there.
1: Yes, probably. <laughs> so. No, um I for one of my for most of the online Mackenzie courses right now, uh there, there's obviously it's all online, it's all over Zoom. Um so most of the teaching demonstration is you have to find a partner and then you have to demo it over Zoom. So, um I got my girlfriend to, to be the demo for at least three or four courses and she was like, Wow, it just seems like you guys do the same moves over and over again <laughs> and I was like, Huh, yeah. You're right. I do. <laughs> and, uh, I think and it goes, you
0: can't get on the relationship, dude. sorry? Right? I said you can't get stay on the relationship, man. Come on. gotta change it up once in a while. For, for, uh, this, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I think I think it is a connection on your end. little fuzzy, man. Uh,
1: I... Because I I can go outside, <laughs> but at the same time I'm barefoot in the clinic.
0: So
1: um, here, let me go closer to the door. Can you hear me now? All right,
0: I got you now. All
1: right, now I'm like next to the door.
0: Okay, perfect. Right. Well, just hope, hopefully nobody opens it up on you.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, well I'm the only one here in the clinic. Okay, that, now I got two bars, Nick. Now I got two bars.
0: All right. hey, um, Bob. Um, Where would you go, man? Where did you trooper on it?
1: Yeah, so so that was that I was at one bar. But but yeah, I, I was I was like doing the same things over and over and she was like um yeah, you, you, you pretty much do the same thing. Um, um you, you that that's like lesson number one, you can't get sale for the girlfriend, man. You can't get sale for your girlfriend. Okay. No, no, but 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 I I think the idea is like it's it's uh it's the quote with what is his name? Bruce Lee? Of like, I'm not afraid of the guy who who knows a ten thousand kicks one time, or it does ten thousand kicks one time. But I'm afraid of the guy who does one kick ten thousand times. So I, I think that that's where that like repetition of doing the same thing over and over, um, going yeah, does that make sense, Nick?
0: It does. No, gonna... there, is, there is a there is a I like the analogy, when uh, I like Bruce Lee's philosophy, but it's repetition refining. And I think you know it all comes down to the reasoning, right? It, it's very It's about the physical movement, it's about what you do, but it's about how you explain things, how you get people to process them, and kind of when you choose to apply something and when you decide, that hey, this is not the road that I need to, I want to be going down, and we're going to be progressing that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm sure you, well, definitely, we we both repeat uh, skills a lot, especially manual techniques. I remember the last year of your PT school, um, you, you would always hit people up, uh, underclassmen, people from your cohort, and be like, hey, can I just practice some bnips on you? And it was just – you just did it over and over and over. And then I guess I guess that's how you became so skilled.
0: And, uh, Absolutely. You know, just different bodies, different body types, different um, techniques. And you know, it wasn't just from the outside, right, like very, very superficially. not might have looked at the same – in technique, but so it was adapting to that very specific body that was in front of me, and that's probably the difference was, that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you find yourself um, still doing the same thing, like still practicing just with, with your coworkers? Um, do you benefit just as often with patients and practicing before that? The, the, could you shed some light on, on where you're at with that now, Nick?
0: Yeah, good question, Bob. I think I am. I'm still practicing a lot. You know, if there's downtime, I'll get, get you know, one of the fellows who's with me or I'll do it in terms of a way perspective of, hey, I've got these other residents who are there that, you know, they might want to learn some more advanced skills or reasoning processes or just keep them through a certain part of the that I'm working on refining or, oh, there's a dude that's, you know, six foot seven, right? Let me try my mechanics on that versus, like, six five 3", and get those different perspectives in there, get the reps in there. Like, hey, that person looks like they've got a, a like, a skiff or whatever. Or, like, really hypermobile in that area. So the manual stuff, right? Let me practice on those different people in that way. So, does that sense? I think I do. I try and have the time and attention, and not just for my nips or anything like that, but any skill. I mean, this can come even in terms of something as simple as, you know, let me go through different testing conditions and by, attempt to bias as much as we clinically can. Bias, different segments of that nerve at the course throughout the lower extremity, upper extremity, and move yep. back and forth that way. So I think it really comes to being the repetition and adjusting for the person. And so, to that, yes, we'll do that. Okay.
1: Um, while you're here, Nick, I, I do want to ask you about a page case. And maybe if you're. You the the bob by the door is much better than the bob by the window. It's much better, is that what you're saying?
0: Yes. Much better. Okay.
1: Um yeah, I I'm I'm putting my phone on the on literally outside. <laughs> and I'm using might, my headphones.
0: Maybe, maybe yeah that's why they bought your clinic then you get better signal or something.
1: maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um but but maybe it's gonna help me with this, this patient case. Um she This is a a female in her forties and she has constant achiness in the heel of her, either the right or let's say the right foot. Um, And she has pretty much, it's been going on for three, four months. It's constant. The only times it comes on is really when she changes her shoes in terms of having more arch support. So when she has more arch support, it's more painful um because it's always constant, but the only
0: sees that is she has support it gets worse
1: yeah it gets it gets more it gets worse basically yep um and it's always at uh, like a three out of ten constant nature in terms of motion she her plantar flexion dorsiflexions exactly the same uh, on both sides her her strength is pretty much same, but just isometrically. Um, eccentrically, it's still yep. Eccentrically and isometrically, they're pretty much the same. Um, in terms of her accessory calcaneal movements, they're pretty much equal on both sides. Uh, negative straight leg raise initially. Then I went through and looked at her spine. I, I flexed her. I sent her away with with a lot of flexion. I did some extension in the clinic. Um, I did some MOBs. I did some of that. In her lower, mid-upper spine, really no, no change at all. Um, so I went to just a period of some repeated dorsiflexion. So I just did some, some dorsiflexion on the floor like she was standing. She got really into that dorsiflexion stretch. She was okay, very good. Um, in, in terms of her baseline of a lunge, she said she noticed some improvement. I was like, okay, perfect, just do some more. Um, and then it comes and then my to
0: confirm for heel pain. Is this plantar surface heel pain or more like by the Achilles tendon?
1: Uh, plantar, okay. Um, so th- the referral came in for Achilles tendinosis, but sure. it the, the 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 constant pain is the heel pain and also on that front, so like a tailor surface, so it can sometimes be there as well. Um so we did some dorsiflexion, a lot of dorsiflexion, and she was like, "Yeah, it's my lunge seems like a little bit better." Um, Wait, was it was better like, okay. for
0: the post, like the plantar surface heel pain as well?
1: No, that was the same. Just, just the lunge
0: yeah. felt so more, more loose, got better, looser, better mobility that improves, but nothing for a remaining plant. Correct. Correct. Okay.
1: Um, so I did some more dorsiflexion. I was like, "Okay, go a little bit faster, or, or do some more kind of thing." And then she was like, okay, it's kind of pretty much the same. So I had her walk around. She was pretty much the same. Then I laid her down, um, and her dorsiflexion and plantar flexion were the same. But now when I do the straight leg raise, it's significantly worse. And okay. when I do this, when I do the straight leg raise on her right side, now it just increases the constant pain in the foot. Because um, I don't know if it's that. So it's, it's just like the dorsiflexion and then raising and up kind of thing. So, Yeah. I send her – I try a series of planiflexia, and I send her home with that, um, and I'm seeing her next week. Do you have any thoughts, Nick? Any
0: – Yeah. But my first thought more of a question, about How do so you – you're a patient, where they do something, like you're trying, right, you have to push a lot. I'm like In some ways, they have a pretty high irritability because it's not the pain. That's more of a hospitality. But in terms of irritability, the not a lot that really decreases their time. Finally, get something that increases that other than one. Can you increase the pain? It seems like you're like, all right, You go out in the completely opposite direction. Clinically, how fast do you feel like you kind of change directions? Are you apprehensive about causing that pain? I'm just curious what your thought process is. An so there's a question on So you're kind of crackling
1: up, but I think the question is, like, what, what's the thought process of how willing are you to aggravate their pain?
0: So, how yeah, willing are you to aggravate their pain? To the player, then how, how quick do you feel that you always have to change directions instead of, kind of fully a little Well, yeah, I mean, if it's,
1: I, if there's really no baselines at all, if there's like, I can't do anything to trigger anything, then I'm more amped to, to provoke it. Um, but in terms of changing directions, so sh- you, so, even just today, I had somebody that was worse with um, dorsiflexion, the more I dorsiflexed her, like, passively, the more she got. And I was like, okay, let me try plantar flexion. And that worsened her. So, I tried some tra- plantar flexion with some traction, and her symptoms just went away. So, I'm just following the if if they get worse, I just change directions, where yeah. I try to try another load.
0: Okay. So, so, like, very, like, in the moment, not a cue issue of, like, repeat the best, but just in the moment, just, all right, it's getting worse. when I change my approach instead of sticking with things for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, if if they're actually worse in terms of both they lose motion and if
0: their symptoms are worse.
1: Now, no, she didn't. She wasn't worse mechanically, so she didn't lose any
0: motion. Um okay. so just the so, pain aggravating.
1: Yeah, so just the pain, like, significantly shot up to the point she was, yeah, it was just so painful. So I was like, okay, okay. definitely worse. So I should change directions and send her home with it. So I'll be, I I don't know I mean I'll send her a hold, I'll see what happens when she comes back
0: if not now I'll, now the straight leg raise was negative before and now it's positive what do you for, think about that well I I don't
1: know because it could be just that extended dorsiflexion mm-hmm. with um, yeah just like significant dorsiflexion well, so let, let
0: me let me clarify this you in the straight leg raise. Did you when you brought her up into that test, did you do the dorsiflexion component first or second? I did the first. You did it first? Yes. Okay. I, I, I
1: dorsiflexed it and then brought her up.
0: Yep, And uh, then as as you brought her up, it got worse?
1: No, the moment I dorsiflexed and went up, it was that was it.
0: Okay, so you dorsiflexed painful, but okay, then you kept going up and there was not an increase in pain?
1: No, no. so when I dorsiflexed, the flex, she was okay. Then when okay. I went up like a centimeter, it was j- just like my hand placement was was bothering her.
0: Gotcha. All right, so but then did you, was that something that you tried to or you just kind of took it for what it was? And it was
1: done? Yeah, no, I did it like three, four times and she was like, yep, every time it's difficult okay. painful. And uh, uh,
0: then after but- that, did you check any other components where it was? the hip or back or anything again after that?
1: No, I have not checked that. But but my game plan before coming on and talking just to you was was trying to just go back to Lumbar and, and see just another quick bout. Um yep. and then trying some traction with the foot and seeing where it can go from there. Otherwise I don't know. do you have any uh any yeah, thoughts? So, next? so
0: my my thought is you know you mechanically, right? Not nerve related pain. The constant pain can be a lot more nerve related. Um, the, the mechanical kind of like of dorsal flexion, stiffness, usually great job of improving and actually tolerated it. Um, I think of this like a knee away, to have a history of back pain, right? They're stiff. They're like knee lacking 10 degrees of extension. Um, maybe not from being purely scientific about it, but oftentimes I'll give them like some low level nerve rides ahead of time as I'm getting their legs into better extension. Because I know that it could irritate the side of the nerve because they just haven't been in that position of their extended knee for a long period of time. So I've got to warm up their system to be used to that again. Sounds like the same thing for dorsiflexion. You know, whether the dorsiflexion was a protective mechanism of stiffness to not go into a nerve tension that was irritating her, who knows what exactly it was, or if it was just something by itself. But you bought her more dorsiflexion, which means you bought her more neural tension that her system wasn't used to, and then all of a sudden, okay, now we can push hard enough to change something in her pain. So my thought is, right, is, you know, seeing, hey, if there are any other points of entrapment up and down the chain where, you know, hey, I do the straight leg raise, okay, immediately after that, go on the back, apply some pressure to specific areas, areas, um, whether it's, you know, different PAs or different directions of PAs or something like that, or just find some way to cause a mechanical change in that area, Re- retest it, right, with the straight leg raise, even make any difference whatsoever and correlate that with some one bar range of motion or something. I mean you could even do different things along that nerve properly for places of entravic. So that's where that's where I would like considering that long that for ankle range of motion is pretty clear. Um for the most part it seems like. But I would like to back up the chain now that we've added some more neural tensions there.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, I I'm definitely gonna look at the spine again. if, if he comes back, um so,
0: that, the, yeah, i say, you know, if, if worse comes to worse, right, the worst thing that could possibly happen, um, yeah, the worst thing that could possibly happen is things don't get, like, they don't They don't get better or they don't get worse. And that's definitely a big factor in that area. So, yeah. um, I would say, you know, if so it comes down to, it, which I don't expect it to do that, is I would recommend, you know, hey, just do a bunch of repeated straight leg raises that she's truly had this constant pain for a long time, and see, okay, does this actually make it worse? And if it makes it worse, if it clears it up, right, that's at least a sign that, hey, this dural neural component is an involved thing. Oh, so yeah. I, I, would, yeah. I would not go there yet, but even if it's just a way of proving it to yourself, like, hey, let me go into three-leg raise, right? tension hold. I can just do a tension, right? On, off, on, off. Keep it going through tension, right? You know the pain is going to get better or get worse if you're pushing hard enough. And so if yeah. it gets if it gets better, it's like, okay, there's very likely just a very minimal source of entrapment or no entrapment at all. And if it gets worse, well, there's likely a source of entrapment or just pushing too hard for the or that it's not ready for.
1: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you an update on I'll probably here by this week. So I'll give you an update. Um, cause, yeah, because cause these are these, – yeah, but most patients are pretty straightforward in terms of presentation. Um, so, yeah, this one uh, caught me off guard. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> think, was- you know, that's the uh, the benefit of kind of understanding multiple approaches multiple systems. And, you know, if you were to continue down this kind of McKinsey directional preference paper, I think you'd still find it eventually, right? I think you'd still go for it, but can we apply other systems of thinking into it to kind of, well, maybe say shortcut it, if you will, to say, okay, like maybe presenting more like a neurodynamic issue that's not just purely an entrapment state and maybe the repeated motions are not the most direct way to look at it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, No, I'll I'll let you know what we do. Um, Yeah. And then she comes back and then the, the plan moving forward.
0: Nice, that's awesome. And, you know, I I give you a lot of credit about, right, for sticking with the repeated motion stuff and trying to figure that out. I think there's something to be said for trying to understand a system and a really good old system for a period of time, whether it's a year or more or less or something, just to, you know, build those patterns in your head for what works, what doesn't work. Because sometimes it's important to, you know, still find a solution for the patient, but just take that little bit of time to figure out, okay, this really didn't work this time, and here's why, or this took longer than anticipated, and here's why.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like cough the fucking back. But perfect. Nick, uh let's touch on some accountability. I
0: Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think I think accountability for the both of us at the same time would be uh find their cell phone signal next time.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh I, I definitely won't be doing this again to the clip. <laughs> So because uh, normally I still have just one tiny little bar. So.
0: Oh, boy, um, hanging, hanging on by a day
1: Exactly, exactly. But, no, accountability. Uh, do you want to start, Nick?
0: Sure. Thanks, man. man. Um, so I'm staying with a new mentor coming up this week that I'm really looking forward to. So just spend some more time digging into um, a book and a resource that's more specific for her and her type of teaching. So just doing the prep work to so get ready for that and, you know, uh, you can to what is her specific uh, approach or teaching? Yep. So She does a lot more um, of the TNS, uh, dynamic neuromuscular stabilization type of thing, um, based on a lot of developmental principles. Uh, she does some PNF stuff. Um, so that's more of her thing is more the advanced PNS movement coordination.
1: Yeah. So so I'm, I'm just real quick. I, I know we're touching about accountability. So um, is the Kaiser Fellowship Program every few months or weeks you get paired with somebody that's a that's specialized in one specific area of thought.
0: And it, I wouldn't say that they're inherently like just specialized in that. Like they don't do other things. Um, but yeah, it is about every six weeks to two months that we change who we're, who we're with and, you know, these are people that, I mean, I'm biased right side the privilege of working with them that they, to me, they do seem to be the best among the best at what they do. Um, you know, this one guy recently had, he was much more kind of, if I had to have one overall thing, which is, you, can't, you can never narrow it down to that, but a little bit more Maitland-based. Um, this one a little bit more DNS-based. Um, they've both been just amazing clinicians for an, an eternity, and an incredibly long time teaching internationally and everything. And so, yeah, so I think um, everybody has a little bit of their approach, and it's a privilege to learn from them, man. And as we know, right, mentors are the shortcuts. They're better for life hack. They're you get better faster.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, for, for myself, uh honestly I just want to post the podcast on my own podcast. Um, I feel like so many things are happening. I'm just pushing that back and, and off of the table. But if I just say it on this podcast, I'll definitely do it.
0: I think I think that's a realistic deal, you know. I mean, in the same way, it's small, simple, easy to achieve action steps and doing them repeatedly makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. All right. So all right, Nick, I'll see you next week, next
0: Sunday. i right, see you next week, and uh, we'll, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the case, dude. Yeah,
1: perfect. Take care, Mike. Bye-bye.